Hi, welcome to the Guys From Podcast, just two guys answering the internet's questions. I'm Sean Cordingly. And I'm David R. Smith. Today it's time for our annual Oscars podcast, where we make our predictions, so no question from you guys today. We'll get back to that next week, probably? We should, yeah. Theoretically? Yeah. As we've said since the beginning of the calendar year, the beginning of the year is tough, because we have a lot of other things that we have to get through, but... Yeah, well, and like... It seems like y'all enjoy the Oscars prediction podcast, and then I write up the article that yeah. I write up that talks about how great both of us did, which is not, well, it's kind of a joke, but sometimes it's not. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we do well. Yeah. Other times we don't. <laughs> but you guys like listening to it, but we also really enjoy doing this podcast. Yeah. It's, it's one of my favorites just because there's prep work on both ends, but also not a lot of prep work. It's a very simplified prep work because mm-hmm. we don't have to do... Like, when we're putting a list together, we have to go through what we've seen, make sure we've got any of them so we don't Jurassic Park ourselves. Yeah. And then we have to, like, put them in order, and then we have to compare lists to make sure. And, like, I love that process. Mm-hmm. But this one's just, go to Oscars.com, here's the list of nominees, pick. Yeah. And in true Dave and Sean fashion... Sean did a bunch of work and did his research yep. to figure out, you know, who he figures has the best chance and who has the best odds based on what how they did in these in these festivals and how they did in, in these uh, uh, award shows. And uh, Dave ate some fruit snacks, yeah. listened to Smashing Pumpkins, and looked at the list off of Variety with no odds, no nothing, just who was nominated and wrote shit down. Yeah. So, you know, that's that's how we do. Also. We're recording this in the same room. Yeah. It happens about once every three months now. Yeah, and this is a great one for it to happen on, Mm -hmm. because this is one that it's nice (laughs) to have a lot of back and forth on. It's not so much just us telling each other stories. Exactly. So, it's it's good. Also, full disclosure, it took us about nine tries to get this one started today, so this is feeling pretty sweet right now. (laughs) We are about two minutes in, and now we're feeling pretty good. Yeah. So... But also, I just realized, because it's currently, we are pulling the curtain back a little bit. As per usual, we tend to record our podcast about a week in advance now. Yeah. And so this is happening during my reading break, which means that there's a decent chance that we could just always do the podcast during reading break. Or do the Oscars podcast during reading break, which means I could possibly always be here for that one. Which would be pretty great. Which would be pretty great. So... This is a wide open field. It really is. This is a tough year. There yeah. are a few front runners in certain categories, mm-hmm. but like we are, we're starting the Oscars podcast, and I haven't picked who I have for my best picture winner yet. That's insane. Like I'm gonna, I'm going to do it while we are having this conversation. I'm going to keep balancing the two I'm bumping between, right, to try and decide. Hmm. Rather than doing what I did last year where I'm like, it's going to be La La Land, but Moonlight could probably win it, and then they did. (laughs) Yeah. I told Sean before we started recording that this year there's a 22% chance that I have seen the Best Picture winner already before it's been announced the Best Picture winner Oscar, or before the Best Picture Oscar has been announced. Right. Compared to last year, which I had a 0% chance because I hadn't seen any of the movies before the Oscars. That's so. true, but you are forgetting that you went a sweet 4 for 25 on your picks <laughs> last year. So, I feel like it's okay. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know how I'm going to do this year. Again, like, because I'm just taking shots in the dark and kind of going, I've heard a lot about this one. I know what this movie's about. It probably has cool cinematography. We'll do that. Yeah. That's basically how I'm picking my... 
my winners this year. I'm looking to try and get back on my average of 16 out of 25. Okay. That's that's about where I like to be. My best every year was 23. Wow. My worst every year was like 11. Mm-hmm. So. And the year that you, you did 23, were you in an Oscar pool that year? I sure was. And did you lose because somebody actually ran the table? Yeah, I Jeez. sure did. <laughs> God, and what sucks. did I get wrong? Animated short. No! And I was between two, and the one that I didn't pick won. And I'm like, ah, oh, damn it. man. Did I tell you that my brother, I don't know if they have Sports Select in the States, but um, in Canada they have Sports Select, so you can just bet on, on sports. So you can do different things. Like, I always just pick winners of each game, so you can sure. pick up to six winners. But uh, they also do pools for the NFL, which basically means you have to do, like, you have to pick every game. Um, and if you basically, whoever, so there's what, 32 teams in the league. So if yep. every team plays, then you would have to pick 16 games. And then uh, you have to pick the winner of all, of all 16 games. And then everybody who puts into that pools their money together. And then whoever of, whoever does, whoever all does pools, whoever gets the most right wins that money. If there's a tie, then you split it. And then, you know, if there's a four-way tie, then you, then you split it between four people. So my brother actually ran the table once this this football season. Oh wow! Yeah, but there were so many other people who ran the table because there's guys who won like ten thousand bucks doing this. Yeah, my brother won two hundred and fifty five bucks. I mean, that's it's not still, nothing. Like, no, what did he put in to start? Like ten, ten or something like that. Yeah, so yeah. that's not bad. So it's not bad. It's just like he's like, oh my god, I can't. And like, there were people. He was in Red Deer the the weekend that it happened. Like the the Monday. I can't remember what the Monday nighter was. I think Atlanta played. Um, and he had people in the bar cheering, and Mike's like, oh my god, this is amazing, and he finds out, like, two in the morning <laughs> that he won 255 bucks. Like, oh, uh, god damn it. That's too bad. Yeah. But at the same time, it's still 255 bucks. Right, exactly. So that feels good. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's still fun to win, and, like, yeah, he was, I, best, I guess he was super nervous before that, but uh, anyway, he I won, imagine. and I didn't... I don't even know if I played sports select. I think I did like once or twice this football season and just got throttled. Like I picked so many, like, I was just like, I mean, we're digressing into football, but this but was a hard year to predict. It was a very the hard football year. football season. So I think I only did a couple as well, mm-hmm. but yeah, there, there are those days where I, like, I remember I lost once I picked six games and I do the like win loss tie for yeah. NFL. Yeah. And I was, a missed field goal by the Bengals away from winning like $300 on a $5 bet. <clears throat> yeah. And they missed the field goal. And I'm yeah. like, but that would have, and then on. <laughs> <laughs> For those who don't know, um, when it comes to win-loss tie, like a tie in the NHL goes to a shootout. Yeah. Uh, a tie in, um, I think don't think there is, there's not a tie in baseball because they don't have ties in baseball. In basketball, I think it's within about, three baskets or something like like three three points and it's the same as the nfl so like it's within a field goal um i remember once when i first started playing sports select i did a a a six pick because i do the same i just do the the verses i think that's what it is or whatever it's called and uh i did a six hockey game one and i even picked i was like ooh, i have a feeling that that team's gonna tie and so i picked a tie and i think if i would have won it would have been like a 700 hundred dollar ticket or something like that on like a 10 dollar ticket sure 
and I got everything right except for one of the games I thought was a gimme. I was just like, oh, this team's going to beat that team, and then they ended up losing. I was so mad. I was so mad. I had that happen, too, when I predicted that the this was a couple years back now when the I had the Jets, who are like 14-point underdogs beating the Colts yeah. in Indianapolis. I had that, and I had all the rest, and I'm just like, I'll throw one of these gimmies in. I don't care. Yeah, the Chiefs are going to win that game, and they lost. I'm just like... Oh my god! It's so damn frustrating. But that's what that's what's fun about sports betting is you just yeah. there's there's an unknown. And it's for fun. Yeah, exactly. And like, am I gonna do an Oscar poll this year? I'm gonna look into it. Yeah, I think so. Nice just way to bring it back. Yeah. Why not? Well, yeah, I figured yeah. I probably should, but <laughs> I might as well. I sure. like doing them. Yeah. So and if it's like here's a toonie and I have a chance to win a hundred bucks, sure. or if everybody who runs the table gets put into a, a thing to win prizes, whatever. Yeah. yeah, great. Okay. Yeah. And because that's the thing, like, I know people who do Oscar, they have Oscar parties, and I've never, but it's like, people have Super Bowl parties, yeah. and if you're not a sports fan, but you love movies, why not have an Oscar party? I dig it. I've never had one. I mean, I barely watch the Oscars. Yeah, it's true. I'll watch I'm, them. Start I'm getting to finish. Be- yeah, <laughs> and I, I, I'm getting better now. Um, I will certainly watch them ne- this year, just because I have the time. Exactly. But I'm not a big award show guy, but... Uh, the Oscars are the Oscars. They're kind of the the award show, right? And yeah, for film who's, especially. Who's hosting this year? Kimmel's back. Oh, is he? Yeah, Jimmy okay. Kimmel's back to do it for a second year in a row. I feel like he's going to do another great job. I feel he will, yeah. Yeah, so I'm looking forward to, to Kimmel. And it's just, I, 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 yeah, I've never been to an Oscars party, but if people want to have them, if people invited me to one, I'd be like, yeah. Sure, why not? why not? Yeah. Seems like it could be fun. I know people get dressed up and like go all Hollywood up and like it. Yep. It's a fun occasion, so why not do something like that? Yeah, exactly. Plus, when things like last year's La La Land Moonlight situation happened, that was last year, right? That, that was, was last year, yeah, yes. Yeah, I couldn't remember if it happened with Moonlight or Spotlight, but yeah, when one of those debacles happened, like I saw it by myself and just kind of went, what? I think you and I were texting. Yeah, we were. I was just like, what the hell just happened? Yeah. If you have a group of people together, it's like the the nipple slip. Or like if a big thing happens in the, in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Like it's – that's that's it's, something to talk about. And it's so much more fun to watch big events like that with other people. Sure. Just yeah. because then you can have the conversations. And because you probably don't care that much about who wins best sound mixing, right? Mm-hmm. You probably don't. But if there's a bunch of people hanging out or you start playing like jelly bean bets. Sure. If you're not in yeah. like if you're not doing a pool or whatever, yeah. get candy and bet candy yeah. on certain things. Yeah. Like, oh man, I bet you the next presenter is gonna be wearing this color. And then they do weird prop bets yeah, and stuff. Exactly. Like uh something along the lines of um, you know, who how many categories or how many awards until somebody starts getting played off. Yeah. Like, that would be a, a prop bet. There's all these different kinds of bets you could absolutely do just to kind of be like, well, let's How, make it a little bit more interesting. Over under two minutes before they show Tom Hanks. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right? Like, you just do random stuff like that. You can have a really good time with yeah. it. Yeah, and that's the best. So, I mean, I keep bringing it back to the Super Bowl, but that's, it's like, the it's the Super Bowl for people who don't like sports. Yeah, pretty much. Or pe- for people who like movies. Because you sure, could not yes. like the Oscars as well. Yes, but. that's fair. Yeah. That makes sense, but yeah, for like, and I like both, and so I, I do make a little bit more of an effort to watch the Oscars than I used to. But yeah, um, my parents are currently in Mexico, and I think they get home the day before the Oscars. I feel like my mom planned that intentionally. Nice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Although I was talking to her before they left, and she's like, "Yeah, 
we were gonna book this again, I don't think I would go during the Olympics. It's like, Ooh. oh yeah, they're they're missing the Olympics down there. I'm like, yeah, well, you're also in Mexico for two weeks, so it's also a tough Olympics to watch because of the time difference. It's true. With it being in Korea this year, time. Yeah, yeah. Been it's a fun been, Olympics. It's just it's, it's been hard. It's to... been tricky for sure. But yeah, I think I I don't know if my mom did it intentionally, but I feel like she'll be really happy that she's back the day before the Oscars because <laughs> mom like she phoned me. I think I phoned her after the football game, but she texted because I was on campus before the the Super Bowl, and she's like, "When would be a good time to call?" Because she knows that I'd be watching the Super Bowl. Yeah, Pats are playing. Of yeah, she's not going to phone me during the middle of the game. This is one of those situations where it's like she's going to phone me at about two in the afternoon to talk because it's like, first of all, it's the first time they've talked to me in two weeks since yeah, they got back from Mexico. Back. But, but also just because mom loves loves the red carpet. Yeah. So that's and that's an hour at least yeah. early. So yeah. Yep. So my mom will be definitely phoning early, or my dad will be phoning. I'm guessing it'll probably just be my dad. <laughs> so that's but yeah. fair. Yeah, but I mean, I will also be if if I don't get to see what's happening, or like I'll just pause it and then talk to my folks, and then just fast forward to catch up. But through the commercials, like yeah, yeah, because I don't think we're getting the American commercials. I think that's still only Super Bowl. Is it? Sadly. Although hooray for Super Bowl commercials, because those were fucking great this they year. They were so good. Oh my god! I am not generally a fan of the CRTC, but that is one of the things in the last couple of years that they've done right. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Being able to get and because I I was I made sure to watch on the Fox station. I think it was Fox. NBC. Did, NBC. Yeah. I made sure to watch on NBC this year because it, I knew if I watched on CTV, I'd still get Canadian commercials. And so I was like, so I was texting my my cousins. Is like, oh man, that commercial was great. My cousin like, you get American commercials? I'm like, yeah. Switch over to the American feed. Yeah. And he's like, ah, oh, damn it. Yeah, I <laughs> I learned my lesson. But I'm just so glad that, again, for those of you who don't know, who are American, who just get the good commercials in general, for the last... Decade? S- yeah, I would About- say six or seven. But yeah, around the last decade, um, Canadian companies, even though we'd be watching the game on, on the American broadcaster, Canadian companies could basically put their commercials over top so they would just like they would hijack the feed and put all the Canadian commercials on yeah and it was infuriating because half of the event is the commercials yep and so not getting Super Bowl commercials was a real pain in the butt and you just have to go online and look them up after whereas now from kickoff to the end of the game we get American commercials nothing before nothing after but even still I was like whatever that's three and a half hours of commercials that I get and it's usually the best ones exactly are in the middle there because mm-hmm. we did we got to see the Doritos stuff we got to see the Tide ads god I love those the Tide, Tide ads. ads and in all honesty the Eli Manning uh, touchdown celebration ads where it sure. finally all ended with uh, was it him and ODB yeah yeah or OBJ I guess ODB is old dirty bastard um <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Respect. Uh, he was, yeah, like doing the the flash dance. I can't remember if it's whatever flash dance or dirty dancing. dirty dancing. Oh, I think it's dirty dancing. Yeah, the dirty dancing lift. I was like, that's pretty great. Yeah, but man, those Tide ads because every ad starts and you're like, is this also a Tide <laughs> ad? And occasionally it was. The one that got me the worst. We got to get to our predictions yeah. and we will. But the one that got me the worst was when. They did that ad that was like them returning to the broadcast. So it's like, and welcome back to a tie ad. <laughs> and David Harbour's like standing in two different jerseys, just like rotating. Oh, God. And I guess the other one's the the Chris Pratt. Was that the... Michelob? The Michelob? Yeah. Yeah, that was... 
pretty amazing. Like a few of those commercials, it was like it's not just one commercial; it's a series of commercials. They did they did a really good job. Oh. Great Super Bowl commercials. So I don't know if we're getting Oscars commercials this year. It would be fun if we did. They're not quite as it's, much of an event. It's not the same event. Yeah. But it would be fun. I feel like this that should be the next one that the CRTC looks at. Because it was. That's why I brought it up. They oh, okay. are looking at like more major events from the states like that. Because it is part of the event, right? Like it's people get yeah. together, people it's beginning of the award show to the end of the award show, people are there to be like they're they're there to watch it they're there to to mingle and talk about everything that they see so people put in the time to make those to make the seven tide ads that like reflect across other commercials mm-hmm. yeah exactly so anyway i don't know i don't know what's gonna happen but yeah are there anything like a couple of years ago we had the oscar so white controversy is there anything like there's nothing like that this year is there first woman ever nominated for best cinematography which is great is amazing uh there is both a woman and an african-american nominated for best director and the same oscars mm-hmm. which is awesome mm-hmm. so it's less controversy and more steps in the right direction yeah i mean it would do well to to see more diversity but it's at least they're making a little bit of an effort well like yeah I think it's I think it's a lot it's a very interesting year just because it is so broad and there are so sure. many films that there there's no Titanic. There's right. no Return of the King. Right. There's no there's nothing that it's just like this is going to win 9 Oscars right. and nothing else is going to touch it. Mm-hmm. This year it's just because there are the like the indies and there's Amazon stuff and there's Netflix stuff and everything's starting to kind of click into gear. And are the so they are they less reticent to to like to nominate Amazon and Netflix and it's starting to seem like it. Well, because it's a viable medium now. Yeah, like you look at some of the movies that have. I mean, there's some schlock that has come out on Netflix, but oh, there's yeah. some schlock that has come out in the theaters as well. Well, there's more schlock that comes out in theaters it's true. because just by volume. Yeah, Netflix is has a pretty good track record of putting out decent films. Yeah. Like there's some and that's st- continuing this. Like this year, Netflix is releasing an original, a Netflix original every four days. That's that's how much content they're now churning because that's how much money they're starting to kick into it. Yeah, yeah. Netflix is it's it's just a beast, man. But it's been great. Like yeah. Now that said, no uh, no Netflix or Amazon nominations in Best Picture. But whatever. Sure. But you look at the list of Best Picture nominations right now. Could anything that Amazon or Netflix put out compete to what we've got right now? Uh, either The Big Sick or Mudbound. The Big Sick off of Amazon and Mudbound off of okay. Netflix. Okay. Yeah, I've heard, I've heard great things about The Big Sick. I don't know a lot about Mudbound. Uh, it's a... Uh, I haven't watched it yet. I had, was planning on it, but we'll get to why I didn't later. <laughs> okay. Um, but it's like a... A family who owns the land in the 30s in the south. There's a white family who owns the land, and there's a black family who works the land. And okay. it's like generational story of them through oh, 20 years. Okay. That's what Mary J. Blige, yeah. and you've seen nominations for mm-hmm. uh, Mudbound. Okay. That's, that's what it's about. And it's like a two and a half hour cool. period drama that okay. Netflix put together. Okay. So it could, it could compete, but I mean. With the first ever woman nominated for DP. Right. Yeah. That's where she's from. And it's right. also an African-American woman directed and wrote. Oh, cool. So it's just like, it's a very, because Netflix is pushing diversity as well. Which is awesome. They, yeah. they are more willing to take chances sure. because they're not a traditional yeah. production house. So 
cool. We have literally talked for 20 minutes, and we haven't started our picks yet. Okay. Well, let's do this. <laughs> I mean, that's usually the way it goes. Our first... I think so. Yeah. yeah. And we're going to fly through some of these, I think. You mean you don't want to have a deep philosophical conversation about sound mixing? Hey, Dave, who did you pick for sound mixing? Oh, uh, do not use us to gamble. Oh, yeah. No. We say this when we do our NFL football predictions, too. Don't, yeah. don't. This is for fun. We are not experts. This is... If you choose to follow, okay, fine. But we... No. <laughs> the, guys from, the guys from podcasts cannot be held liable for you losing money because you decided to put your faith in us. Especially Dave. Especially me. <laughs> like, if you're going to pick one of us to put... Like, my average is 16. Yeah. Which, that's not terrible. I got four last year. Yeah. I, I put the research in, but I could easily get four this year. Yeah. It's entirely possible. Yeah. Do, so. do do not put a lot of stock into what we're saying. No. I picked Blade Runner 2049. Cool. I picked Dunkirk. You did, hey? Yep. All right. War movie. Yeah. I think I did it again, Sean. <laughs> so, so what did you pick for sound editing? I picked Dunkirk. Okay. I also picked Dunkirk. Because though. war movie. Yeah. I, I wasn't sure if it was going to do both, but I figured it would be one or the other. I feel like it. Now, my heart, I would really love to see Baby Driver sure. get one of these, especially yeah. mixing. Yeah. I would love that mm-hmm. because Baby Driver's sound mixing is spectacular. It is so good. But I just feel like the noise that Dunkirk is making is going to be in sound especially. So Okay. Interesting. <laughs> that that may affect me later on in some of my picks, but cool. <laughs> just, just that little... Uh, that little tip of the hat. I'm like, oh, damn it. Well, with that, we'll get into deeper conversations when we get later. Okay, great. Um, best documentary short. Dave picked? Heroin-y. Okay, cool. Yeah. You picked the Netflix short. Did I? You did. Okay. Uh, I went with Edith and Eddie. Okay. Uh, I had I was between heroin and Edith and Eddie, though. Okay. So for what it's worth, uh, it'll probably be that, like, heaven is the highway 401 or whatever. Yeah, it's yeah. Gonna, no, that's not documentary. That's live action. I don't know. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> the shorts are so hard because we can never see them. Right. Until after, and then occasionally they just show up somewhere for a few days. It's like, watch this fast. Right, exactly. Um, yeah. I. <laughs> two years ago, I ran the table on the shorts, and I was so happy. Yeah, that was a great day for you. That was a great day. I just kept looking. I was like, are you kidding me? <laughs> oh, my God. Sean kept texting. I'm like, are you kidding um, so I, I mean, literally, it's just a guess. Yeah, um, uh, heroin is about the opioid epidemic in the U.S. and like treatment and stuff. Yeah, uh, I went with Edith and Eddie. Edith and Eddie is about an, an elderly interracial couple, couple st- trying to stay together. Oh, interesting. Th- as they now need more care and that sort okay. of stuff. Huh. Do I have any idea? None. But I thought that sounded sweet. Yeah, so there you go. I picked it. Well, and that's the thing. Is it? Is it? Do you pull on the heartstrings because it's like a, a nice couple and it's like this is this is their life, or is it like this is a documentary on the opioid epidemic? Like yeah. either one of the, you could go either one of those with your votes. I'm sure all of them are great. I would expect. I mean, I, I would hope so. Yeah, it's just <laughs> well, we got four really good ones and one real shitty one. But you know. uh, let's vote for that. Yeah. <laughs> then they'll all watch it. It's the everyman of documentary shorts. <laughs> What an obscure theater reference. Right. <laughs> uh, best live action short. My Nephew Emmett. Okay. I picked DeKalb Elementary. All right. 
I thought DeKalb was a neat word. <laughs> I was like, nope, DeKalb. Uh, literally, my, my cousin and her husband have a dog named Emmett, so he kind of is like a nephew. So I was like, oh, that seems fine. <laughs> they also do now have a nephew named Soren, but Soren's wow. only like four months old, and Emmett has been around for a while. So Yeah, yeah. yeah fair. He's a nice dog. He's a bouvier. This is why we don't want you to bet using our picks. <laughs> Watch one of us will run the table right. this year. My sister... I did a hockey draft a number of years ago, and um, my sister was part of it. It was one of the regular season ones, I think. And so okay. it was literally, it was just, I mean, this was well before the internet. And so it was, we would just pick, like, they would they would print out an entire roster of every player on every team in the newspaper. And so you would just go through, and you would pick different players, and then whoever got the most points at the end. And it was, it was like, goals, assists, and I think goalies got points for shutouts or something. Like, it was very, very basic. Cause sure. I wasn't going to put so much, too much effort into it. But literally, my sister picked players based on their names. She's like, well, that guy has a great name. I'm going to pick him. So that's sometimes how I pick my selections. Yeah, uh, that's, that seems entirely fair. Right? If I'm doing it the Dave way, I might as well do it the Dave way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Now, did I put more work in than I'm letting on about live-action short? I maybe checked Vegas odds. <laughs> maybe. Fair. But not like... I wasn't able to track them down. Sure. All that sort of stuff. Yeah. Anyway, animated short. Uh, Dear Basketball. Yeah, me too. Because I think it would be crazy to see Kobe Bryant win an Oscar. Yeah. Do you know what Dear Basketball is? Is it a love letter to basketball? It is. It's his farewell to basketball. Okay. Poetic. And it's done in the like old school hand-drawn animation. Cool. By like an old school animation style. Okay. So maybe? Could be. It seemed like a cool idea. Yeah. I mean, I'm not a huge Kobe Bryant fan, but at the same time, whatever. He's trying something different, and the guy does love basketball. Yeah, he always so, did. I get it, and it would be cool. It would be it'd be remarkable to see him win an Oscar. Like, all these MVP awards and uh, championship trophies and his Oscar. Like, what? <laughs> For animated short. short. <laughs> so, while I'm not a Kobe Bryant fan or a Lakers fan, go... Uh, dear basketball. Yeah. Yeah. That's basically the way I look at it, too. Yeah. Best animated feature. Okay. I wrestled with this one. Sean and I talked about... We didn't talk about a lot of them. I literally... It was like secret ballot. I voted... I, I selected my picks. But yep. this one, we, we chatted partially because I wanted to know which one was the Pixar one. Yeah. And I was like... Because it was... There was this one, and there's another one that I... I Boss Baby? The Boss Baby. I couldn't remember yeah. which of those was the Pixar Boss one. Boss Baby's DreamWorks animation. Okay. But I, I thought that Coco was the Pixar, so that's that's why I went with Coco. Yeah. But I was torn between this one and Loving Vincent just because of what Loving Vincent did. Hundreds of artists hand-painting in Van Gogh style an entire film. I saw a trailer for this like two or three years ago when they were just starting to work on it, and it looked like even what they had accomplished at that point looked amazing. Canvas I haven't seen it yet. by canvas. Yeah. Painting by painting, frame by frame. That's 24 canvases a second. God. That's why there's hundreds of artists and yeah. art students doing it. So, right? 24, 24 canvases a second? Yeah, if it's, if it's a full, that's basically the frames per second for a standard film. I'm assuming they stuck at standard, so yeah. Okay. 
So that'd be 3,600 canvases an hour. Yeah. So that's about... It's pro- They probably had to do roughly 5,000 to 5,000 paintings. paintings, yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's... That's incredible. However... It is the Pixar Award, right. the award that goes to Pixar, and until Pixar starts losing the Pixar Award, yeah. you pick Pixar exactly. movies. So I went with it because that is the safe bet. But I'm I I really if Loving want... Vincent wins, I will be so happy. I would yes, <laughs> nothing against Coco at all because it's a great. It's a Pixar movie. Sure, it's fun. It's beautifully animated. They're great storytellers. Yeah, but. There's something so special about Loving Vincent. Yeah. So I would happily take a loss on this one if it meant that Loving Vincent won. Me too. Yeah. If anything else wins other than those two, I'll be pissed. (laughs) Boss Boss baby. baby, Come on! Why? Uh, But it just, it never does, and it just doesn't seem to matter. Poor DreamWorks. I finally saw the Red Turtle. Oh, yeah. The one that we talked about last year that was nominated and lost to Zootopia. Oh, yeah. And it's just like, I like Zootopia a lot, but The Red Turtle's in my top 100 films of all time now. Like, it's gorgeous, yeah. and it's brilliant, and it's never going to win because it wasn't made by Pixar. Right? And, like, seriously, poor DreamWorks, who churn out great films. They make a lot of good animated ones. animated films, but they just keep running up to Pixar. Yeah. Because <sighs> Pixar releases a movie a year, yeah. and it's always great. Yeah. Well... There's a couple I don't love, but still. As a general rule, they put out fairly consistently terrific work. Yeah. Yeah. Stupid Pixar. <laughs> and I don't mean that pejoratively. I'll, I mean, I do, but I don't because yeah. I like their stuff. Oh, yeah. Anyway. It's just, it would be nice to see some of these other animators get some love. I agree. But. Yeah. Hopefully. But at the same time, I think both of us would like to get a 24 out of 24 this year. So, <laughs> Oh, yeah. That, that's a possibility. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> you never know. Yeah. Best cinematography. Blade Runner. Me too. Okay. Uh, Roger Deakins, who was the nominee for Blade Runner 2049, has been nominated 13 times, and he has never won. I feel like this could finally be it. Is that right? However, Dunkirk is real good. Yeah. Again, I'm a little worried about, well, not really, because I don't have Dunkirk for a lot of things, but I just, I'm worried that it's going to be one of those situations, kind of like a Mad Max, where it takes a lot of the technical awards, awards, but doesn't necessarily get the best picture. It could. It could. Anyway. But yeah, no, I went with Blade Runner as well. I really hope Roger Deakins finally gets his Oscar. Right. Or if if it's not Roger Deakins, I hope it goes to Mudbound, because I think the first female nominee ever winning in the first ever tie would be fantastic. That would be very cool. And every trailer I've seen, like, I want to see Mudbound. Okay. It looks gorgeous. So I'm sure I've seen a trailer. You definitely, you turn on Netflix for the week it came out, it ran the trailer yeah. as soon as you turned it on. So I'm so, guessing I've seen the trailer. It's just it hasn't really... Stuck in? Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. But yeah, so I am also with Roger Deakins. Okay. But, and that's totally why I picked that one, too. Yeah, yeah I, I figured. Yeah, yeah. But, again, that's a wide open, like, it could go to Shape of Water. It could yeah. go to Mudbound. It could go to Dunkirk. Like, it's a yeah. tough year. Tough year, tough year. Yep. Yep. Which is why you nailed your pick for best production design. I did, with Shape of Water. Nice, because that's also what I have. Man, we got some decent crossover. This is another reason why we don't have conversations before, is because with my research... We don't want my picks 
to convince Dave to take something. Yeah. Other than Coco, because obviously I'm just like, just take Pixar. Take Pixar, and if it's not, we're both happy, <laughs> but just take it. So far, so we've done one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight categories, and we have five of the same picks. We picked Dunkirk for sound editing, Dear yep. Basketball, Coco, Blade Runner, and Shape of Water. Yep. Hell! Look at me doing no re- Now, these are like just the shots in the dark, the ones <laughs> that like... Yeah, who knows how we get <laughs> further down. But whatever, we'll we'll see. No, I, it's, hey, maybe either, this. what this means is either you're going to have a great year or <laughs> I sucked this year. <laughs> oh, man, which is kind of like, that's kind of scary. Either way, me doing really well, it's like Homer predicting the comet is going to just burn up in the atmosphere. I know, kids, I'm scared too. <laughs> or it's like, you just be like, God damn it. But it's a tough year, so yeah. like, hey, whatever. Yeah. And this is we do this for fun. Exactly. Yeah. So, and the laughs. Nothing like laughing about best costume design, <laughs> huh? It is a pretty funny category. So it the is. The most hilarious as far as I'm concerned. Mm. Uh, Victoria and Abdul. Okay. I took Phantom Thread. You did, hey? I did. Okay. Uh, it is a <laughs> film about the fashion industry. And oh, I'm like, hey. Oh, that would make sense. Why not? Yeah. I could also see Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, it's it's a great category for this year. And Victorian Abdul, it's just like you've got They're East Indian costumes, costumes and you've got Victorian costumes. Like, I could definitely see that. I, this was one of the categories where I'm like, yeah, Phantom Thread because it's about fashion, I guess. Yeah, there was some like that was I think that was one of the first ones I picked because we just went through the variety from bottom to top. Yeah, and that was kind of the the one right down at the bottom. So I looked and I was like. I think this is one I scrutinized the most, one of the categories I scrutinized because of Beauty and the Beast and because of this and because of Phantom Thread and I think The Shape of Water. Shape of Water's in like, there too. Yep. some f- just gorgeous costumes. Yeah. So it's a crapshoot. Yep. So yeah. So yeah. Uh, who knows? Best makeup and hair. Darkest Hour. Me too. We have a 33% chance of being right. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was the, the one that was only three. I don't know why makeup and hair only ever seems to get three. Put some genre films right? in. Right? Exactly. There's some great SFX work being done. Yeah. Use it. Yeah. I don't know why they just limit it to, like, oh, well, there was only three movies that had makeup. And it's like, yeah, I understand that there's going to be some where they're just putting standard film makeup on. But... Like you said, genre, there are a lot of horror movies out there and a lot of suspense movies and stuff where there is great, great special effects. Yeah, but... Why not round it to an even five? Even five, to a... Right, a standard five. A standard five, yeah. Because every category is five other than best picture. Yeah. So... Find two more. I'm sure, I'm sure of all the movies that came out last year, there was probably a couple that had great makeup. Or hair. Or hair, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway. But Gary Oldman looking like Winston Churchill. That's why I picked Darkest Hour. That's exactly why I picked Darkest Hour. Wow, that's great prosthetic work. Okay. Yeah, that was exactly why I picked it too. So, So yeah. Did you put a little check by that as well? Yeah. Good. Best visual effects. I also picked Blade Runner for this. Uh, I went with War for the Planet of the Apes. Ah, This was another tough category. It's a very tough category. I leant towards the apes because it's sweater workshops. And those apes look so good. They Like, you really start to forget right. that they're CG in certain points. So it's just like, yeah. Is yeah. that right, hey? Okay. So that's that's where I went. Okay. I This was one I didn't know. Like, Star Wars could easily win it, but 
Blade Runner could too, but I, I also looked at Planet of the Apes and kind of went, oh yeah, maybe. It could, yeah. You've, I, I assume, knowing how much you love the Planet of the Apes I movies. I love the Planet of the Apes so much. <laughs> did you like this one? I did, yeah. yeah. Okay. I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, see it. I think you'll enjoy it. Did you like the second one of the reboots? I don't know if I've seen any of the reboots, actually. Uh, the first one's a little eh, okay. but the second one's great. Okay. I really like the second one, and the third one just kind of builds on the second. Great. So, yeah, cool. I very much enjoyed it. Kong Skull, Skull Island was also in this one, and there were some mm. beautiful visual effects on that film. We fucking love that dragonfly helicopter shot. Oh, my God. And he looked great, and the lizard things looked great. Yeah. And yeah. It was... It was. Where's oh. the makeup and hair on that? Yeah. John C. Riley, great. All, <laughs> and all of the fuck... Like, the natives. Right? All exactly. of them. They look fantastic. That's yeah. makeup work. Why not? Seriously. Even uh. if it doesn't win, at least give it a nod. Just yeah. let them know that, yeah... We appreciate your work. Because that was great work. Yeah, it was great work. Boo. Come on. We need to be on the Academy. Someday. Yeah. Okay, so you picked... Planet of the Apes. Planet of the Apes. Okay, cool. Yeah. yeah. We're, we are not the same. No. <coughs> um, now, traditionally, we would stop after 12, but because Dave wants to keep the music ones together, we are going to do two more, and yeah. then we're going to take a break. Yeah. And then we'll come back, and we'll do all of the categories that most people actually know. Seriously, and that's that's kind of the way that also makes sense. Like, yeah, we could do score first, but really to start with editing and then just go run the table with the rest Screenplays, of the big categories. Screenplays, foreign films, yeah. doc, actor, actress, direct, yeah. The funny thing is a lot of, like, production design, costume design, visual effects, sound, a lot of these are things that I... Care about. Care about because I'm a backstage, like, I'm a, I'm a designer... For theater. I'm obsessive about sound. I'm the reason there's a podcast, because I edit sound every time. Yeah, exactly. I love this stuff. Production design, so cool. Yeah. Makeup. We know people who've taught makeup. Tons Mm -hmm. of people. Like, it's, yeah, it's all the technical stuff that we enjoy, too. Yeah, yeah. I like them all. No, and and that's exactly it. And that's one of the reasons why I am starting to watch the Oscars again, is because I'm like, ah, I do appreciate all of this. Yeah. Of course, every year, maybe... Maybe you'll get into it at the end, but the whole lack of stuntman category. Uh, yeah. Uh, whatever. <laughs> Complain about it every year. Yeah. We'll do it again. Yeah. Best original song. This is me from The Greatest Showman. I was between that one and Remember Me with for Coco. I went with Remember Me Coco. Okay. So I feel like one of the two of us is going to get that right. Yeah. This is me. I, I saw a, a clip when they were kind of, it was a, a clip online kind of promoting the show and it sure. was her singing that song in the middle of the like in the rehearsal kind of as a workshop to and yep oh it's god it's a gorgeous song it's a great song yeah yeah so remember me coco it's pixar it's right the, it's the feature song out of a pixar movie it's yeah. really good so it literally you and i were in the exact same position on this one it was either it was it was between this and coco for me as well so yeah. i picked this i'm i'm actually kind of glad we picked because now we it, <laughs> Unless it's something, unless it's the boss baby of original songs, I feel like we've got the. I feel like between the two of the us, one of us corner, has got yeah. that one right. Yeah. Um, this is me. It's like it's a great song. Yeah. It's, it feels like a musical because it's a it is a good musical. Mm. So mm-hmm. there we go. Last one of this half, and this half being forty-ish minutes long, so twenty minutes of football yeah. and rambling about commercials <laughs> and 20 minutes about the Oscars. Yeah. It's about, it's guys from tradition. Yeah. <laughs> tradition. Um, Topol got robbed. <laughs> um, speaking of the greatest hits of our Oscars podcast. God, we're theater nerds. Good <laughs> Lord. He totally did get robbed though. He yeah. was so good in Fiddler. Anyway, best original score. 
Dunkirk. I went with The Shape of Water. Okay. I I this one's tricky because I don't know. I haven't I think the, the only one on that list that I've seen was Dunkirk. Okay. But the lack of score and the fact that it still has a score is very intriguing to me. Yeah. So I don't I, I and it's Hans Zimmer, right? Yes, it yeah. is. Yeah, and so I'm taking a little bit of a shot in the dark on this one because there's not a score and it's more sound, but it's a different way of telling the story in a very intriguing way. So that's why I picked this one. That's fair. I went with The Shape of Water because the main character is mute. So a lot of it oh. is facial expression and it's t- told through tone and atmosphere. And I feel like Alexander Desplat, Desplat, yeah, Desplat, was his score is so key to The Shape of Water. I feel like that's that's why I went with The Shape of Water. Okay, cool. That's a good first half. We're very similar. Yeah. Which is Encouraging me. for me. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, the second half of our picks is brought to you by Dash Jones's Bone Polish. Now, Dave, mm-hmm. you like having bones, right? I love having bones. Now, when was the last time you really took care to clean your bones? God, you ask me this once every couple months, and I gotta... It's, it's, it's been a long time. It really has. What you need to do is pick up some Dash Jones's Bone Polish. Mm-hmm. Four out of five anthropologists agree that people who start using Dash Jones's Bone Polish today maintain 75% brighter, smoother, and sparkling bones. And it's just so easy to use. It is. Just put on the protective apron, goggles, and gloves, and then generously snort as much as you physically can for 15 minutes every day. You have 15 minutes, right? I do. They're your bones. That's Dash Jones's bone polish. We're number bone. What? B B one. It's a play on words, which works in writing, but they have it in the copy. So. Right. B one. It's like the Oneaters. And we're back, and just going to jump right into it, I guess. With best editing? Best editing. Yeah. Shape of Water. I took Dunkirk. (laughs) Yeah. War movie. That's... Editing a war movie. Yeah. That makes sense. I could see Shape of Water. Again, this Oscars, we keep saying it over and over and over again, this podcast. This one is so open. It's really hard to predict. I can't remember what else was in that, that category, but I expect Blade Runner probably was. Baby Driver. Oh, yeah. Mm. Again, I wish. In my heart, I'll say it every time, I hope Baby Driver gets an Oscar, but I don't think it's going to. If I did, I would have picked it. So Yeah. And that's... that's Because, yeah, sound mixing, sound editing, or editing, it would have been great in all of those categories. It's just... Ah, <sighs> man. Yep. That's tough. But... Yeah. Not everything can win. And Baby Driver would be great, and I'm... You're probably right in Dunkirk. You can I just felt, be right. I just felt like I was taking Dunkirk too many times, and it's like, I, just because I've seen it doesn't mean I should pick <laughs> it all the time. Yeah. I talked myself out of it, damn it. Yeah, it's just war movies and editing. You yeah, know? that makes sense. I always try and talk myself out of it when it's just like war movies, but this one's so well-received and nominated for so many things. Yeah, It's just like that's also usually a hallmark for Best Picture, but it right. hasn't been for the last several years, so it's just like, do you take stuff? Bleh. Whatever. Who's to say? So you could be right, I could be right. I Or, or we could, could both be wrong and it could be Baby Driver. And then we'd both be happy. Yeah, So exactly. whatever. Mm-hmm. 
Now, the stuff you totally will nail. Best adapted screenplay. Logan. I went with Call Me By Your Name. Okay. This was a... This was an interesting one because there was a lot of... A lot of movies in this in this category that weren't nominated anywhere else. In a few places, yep. Yeah. So I just know how well received Logan was. Logan was so good. I haven't. That's one of the few. Like, it's interesting. After we did our favorite movies from 2017, I've seen a few that you've already like that, that were on my that list. were on your list. Like right. I've seen Baby Driver now, and I've seen Kong, Kong. Skull Island. Yeah. Um, so I've seen a few of those, and I I have yet to see Logan. I know it's on Netflix. I it just is, yeah. I just haven't watched it yet, but. I've heard from basically anybody that they loved that film. Yeah. And so I was just like, ah, it got very good reviews or got very, very, very well received. Uh, maybe. I just, genre. Yeah. Genre that's... in the Academy just worries me. Whereas LBGTQ story about two men who fall in love and one of them's nominated for best actor. Uh... Yeah. And that... That. Might be its only way to win something. They'd want to recognize it because it's a great film and a lot of people love it. So, which makes sense. And that was that was a little while. I was a little hesitant to pick Logan because it is technically a Marvel. It's a genre movie. It's a genre movie, right? Yep. So that was. I was a little worried on that, but just because I know of the reception it's had, I would love it to win though. Yeah, I would so love Logan to get an Oscar for a screenplay. Right? But yeah. I don't know. Best original screenplay. Get Out. Yeah. I don't think it's going to win Best Picture. I don't either as much as I would like it. It's a great film. Yeah. Oh, that's another one that I saw since we did our... Like, literally, I've done three oh, since wow. our... Because that yeah. was, like, my number two or yeah. three? Yeah. yeah. Three, because Hidden Figures counted. Oh, yeah, right. Because <laughs> right. it came out, like, four <laughs> days into the year. Yeah. I... I love Get Out. I thought it was brilliant. And the the statement that it makes is very good. It's brilliantly performed, and it's creating a genre almost of the social thriller. And it yeah. was so clever while throwing in hints to old horror movies, but still being thoroughly modern and mm-hmm. still being a horror movie mm-hmm. at heart. And it's my heart. I gotta give. I gotta try. I don't go with my heart often in these. I wanted that one, but this category is nuts. Yeah, it's a. Ooh, it's a it's a stacked category. I have no idea who is going yeah. to win that one. I just hope that Jordan Peele gets it because I think that would be great. Well, and like <laughs> I said, I don't think I don't think he gets director or picture. I think he, he's just in too hard of company at that point. So this is to me, this is their way of saying we can't give you these ones, but here's here's your Oscar for screenplay, which we both know is totally not how the voting works, but it feels like it. It does, so. yeah. I just, I hope so. But I could see, like, Greta Gerwig for Lady Bird, or mm-hmm. The Shape mm-hmm. of Water was in here, or Kumail Nanjiani winning would be amazing that as well. That would be amazing, yeah. So it's just like, I don't know. But yeah, I'm with you. Get out. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Okay. Best yeah. foreign film, a category I have nailed every year I've done this, and I am severely concerned about this is year. Is that right? Because it is hard. <laughs> There's no front runner. This is one where literally I just pick a title and kind of go, oh. Because, like... Get Out, Logan, The Shape of Water, Dunkirk, all of these movies I've either seen or am familiar with. Yeah. The, none of the foreign films I've seen, so I'm like, ah, The Insult from Lebanon. Okay. Sure. So, I, I don't know. Uh, I have a 20% chance of getting it. Yes, you do. I was 50-50 between two. Okay. The one that I w- did not end up choosing is The Square by from Sweden. Okay. I didn't choose it because it's a comedy. Oh, interesting. And it's a satire. And the Academy trends t- 
toward the non-satire, okay. the non-comedy, which is why I picked a salesman last year over Toner, over Tony Erdman. Okay. However, the Square won almost all of the European film festivals, including Cannes. So oh. it's a beast. Okay. However, a fantastic woman from Chile mm-hmm. is probably my other favorite for the the award. And it is about a trans woman dealing with the death of her boyfriend. And she's a waitress who also works as a lounge singer. Whoa. It looks gorgeous. So those are the two that I've, on my research, felt it was down to. Okay. Could yours win? Yeah, because it's from Lebanon and it could easily win. Like any of these could. But I went with a fantastic woman. I don't know. There's no salesman. There's no son of Saul. Mm -hmm. I have no idea. Okay. Interesting. Okay, so it's foreign language film. Yeah. And we talked about this before we started recording because of something like Return of the King, which technically was made in New, New Zealand. Zealand, so it could technically be a foreign film. So it's foreign language. But, like, if Kumail Nanjiani made a film in Pakistani, yeah, could he technically be nominated for a foreign film, yep. for a foreign language film, even though he made it in the States? Sure. Interesting. Okay. Like uh, the Barbarian Invasions, which won... Is that the one that won the year of Return of the King? It's from Canada. It's Quebec. Right, and so Quebec has won since, I think, yeah. or has been nominated anyway. Yeah, but like they because they made, it's a film in what is essentially Hollywood, because Hollywood North, Vancouver, Toronto, Montreal, here. Sure. Like, people make movies here that are nominated for regular Oscars, right. but if it's in Joao, it's going to be okay. nominated for foreign film. Cool, I figured that was the case, I just wanted to, to clarify. So. Yep. Okay, cool. So it doesn't it doesn't matter where it's made, as long as it's... In a foreign language. Great, okay. All the, like, I don't know if he would be able to make a Pakistani film in... I, like a, a film in Urdu in America, how that would work, per se, but like if he made it in Toronto, yeah, I feel like if the entire thing's in Urdu or something, okay. it would probably be nominated. Cool. I just, I figured that was the case. I just wanted to get some clarification. Yeah. So, awesome. Great. Yeah, so I mean, like, this is one, like I said, it's just, it's throwing a dart for me. Yeah. Some of them, I'm like, uh, that, it's probably Coco, but this one's just like, Bleh. the insult sounds like it could be edgy. I... I'm guessing too, because yeah. there's no clear. There was a kind of a like a two horse race, sort of, but foreign film you never know. Okay, interesting. Best documentary. Another one where I, unless I recognized a title, I was just thrown, and I didn't. So I went with The Last Man in Aleppo. Okay, that sounds sad. Yep, <laughs> sure does. That's why I picked it. Uh, I went with Faces Places. Okay, it is by. A 90-year-old woman who was part of the French New Wave, and it she got a visual artist named JR to document her life now and her life as a creative and what creativity means to her in her life in rural France. Cool. And I thought that sounded fantastic. <laughs> it does sound fantastic. Uh, do you want to know something funny about the documentary category? Yeah. The film that won... The best documentary at the Golden Globes, not nominated. The one nomina- that won BAFTAs, not nominated. The one that won SAGs, not nominated. The one, like, the their nominations did not have 90% of the other documentaries. That's nuts! The front runner before the nominations is called Jane. It's about Jane Goodall. It okay. was winning all over the place, not even nominated. So all, immediately everyone was like, okay? <laughs> the fuck? So literally, this one is a complete crapshoot as far as I'm concerned because all of the heaviest favorites did not get nominated for the bloody Oscars. That's crazy. (laughs) So, I don't know, man. (laughs) 
Okay, that's good to know. Yeah, it just... It's so weird. Like, there's I Am Not Your Negro, I think, is the one that won the BAFTAs okay. uh, just a couple weeks ago, as of people hearing this and about a week ago from our recording. Right. Not nominated. Like, it's just, there was piles. <laughs> it's so weird. Weird. Because generally there's some, there's, there's like a, some there's consistency. There's an Amy. Yeah. There's yeah. a, there, what won last year? I can't oh, the OJ one. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, okay. Like, there was... Everybody was just like, this, this is the front runner, this yeah. is the documentary, this is probably going to win. And it does. Amy. Amy was exactly the same thing. It's mm-hmm. an Amy Winehouse documentary. It's brilliantly made. Yeah. It's probably going to win. It wins. This year, that was Jane with maybe I Am Not Your Negro. And then it was just like... <laughs> Neither of them got nominated. Oh, okay. Weird. Faces Places, I guess? <laughs> or... The Last uh, Man in Aleppo. Yeah. Cool. Well, we'll see. <sighs> All right. While we were doing our prep, mm-hmm. at this point, we got to the Supporting Actress and the Supporting Actor Oscars. For Best Supporting Actress and Actor, I said to Dave, there are two clear <laughs> frontrunners in the odds and across the board. Let's see if you picked them. So, Dave, yeah. who do you have as your Best Supporting Actress? Octavia Spencer. Nope. God damn it. <laughs> Again, she might, and yeah. she's wonderful, and I hope so. If she wins, great. If not, meh. I have Allison Janney. Okay. From I, Tonya, with Laurie Metcalf being the other frontrunner. Really? From Lady Bird. Okay, yeah. Laurie Met- uh, Allison Janney has won Golden Globes, BAFTAs, okay. SAG. Like, she's she's been picking up a lot. She plays the force behind Tonya Harding, basically, in I, Tonya. Okay. So she's been getting a lot of buzz for right. that. Octavia Spencer plays... Oh, she's in the the facility where the creature is kept in the shape of water right oh okay oh allison jenny okay yeah she's one you of those definitely people, yeah, know her i i she's one of those people i, I wouldn't be able to tell you what she's in like i, I could once i see her i'm like oh yeah. she's juno's mom but i yeah. just <laughs> i don't know her by name whereas i know laurie metcalf is roseanne's sister right like, i know i know laurie metcalf and from huge on broadway oh that makes sense. a ton of broadway yeah. stuff yeah yeah Okay, well, uh, super. But again, could Octavia Spencer win? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she's got as good a chance as anybody. Exactly. Who is nominated. Ex- yep. Yeah. <laughs> the Oscar goes to David R. Smith. Yes! Finally! <laughs> I put my dues in, guys. I'll be there in a few minutes. <laughs> Just a- <laughs> I need the Oscar. There's like a camera. Oh, I was not expecting this, but I feel like it's about time. <laughs> Cheesy dust. <laughs> You're welcome for not saying Cheeto, because that's the standard joke there, but... Mm-hmm. We are Canadians, and we did talk about it last, last week. week, so, yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. Best oh, Supporting Actor. Sam Rockwell. That is who I have as well. Awesome. I've heard... There's a guy who is kind of like us in the sense that he loves sports and um, movies. So his name's Adnan Burke, and he he's a Canadian, mm, but mm-hmm. he works for ESPN, and like he has a has his own cinephile podcast, which I keep meaning to start listening to, but um, I just keep forgetting. But right. he's like very very charismatic and very charming, and just a great interview whenever I hear him on the on the morning show. When he saw Three Billboards, he said right off the hop this is Sam Rockwell's a front runner for for 
best actor or best supporting actor. Also, for both my best supporting actor and best actor, I went with my heart as well as kind of my gut because these are two of my all-time favorites. I know how much favorites. you love Sam Rockwell. And I think you're going to be happy. Yeah. I, I I feel like he is the front runner, but Willem Dafoe there's noise around that, right? And it's yeah. just like mm, it's possible. And there's some weird upsets in supporting actors. Sometimes. For sure, yeah. Like Mark Rylance over Sylvester Stallone for Creed mm, when he mm-hmm. did Bridge of Spies. Now nothing against Mark Rylance in Bridge of Spies; he's fantastic in right. it. But pretty much, like the general consensus, Vegas, the odds, everything, Stallone. Right. Didn't happen. Yeah. So so who knows? But it's just it feels like it because yeah. he's, he's winning most of them yeah Golden Globes BAFTAs and everywhere just, else the guy's incredible he's yeah. just a phenomenal actor so I don't know I'm just very interested to see what happens there so I went with my heart but also kind of with the little bit of buzz that I've heard over like radio interviews and stuff that yep. have just kind of picked up along the way yeah so but no, even if I hadn't heard show. shit I would have he probably would have picked him anyway yeah not Willem Dafoe Willem Dafoe I do love Willem Dafoe but I'm a Sam Rockwell guy that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> oh, not Willem Dafoe. I had one of those living under my bed for a while. <laughs> hey. Hey. You awake? Yeah. All right. <laughs> just checking. <And> then <laughs> he, he does like, say just checking. He okay. says just checking. And he like, as he's slowly sliding underneath Stewie's crib again, like he lights a cigarette <laughs> to see the ember glow as he disappears. So good. Uh, ah, back when Family Guy was good. Yeah. <laughs> Best actress. Okay, so I did one of two on like I I, I got one of the two front runners as far as supporting actors. And yes, you did. Go. Okay, yep. great, cool. Uh, I picked Margot Robbie for I Tanya. Oh, okay. I think that's kind of a dark horse, but I. Yep. But there's a good chance. Like, this is a a fairly open actress field because uh oh crap what's her name the woman who plays the mute woman in The Shape mm. of Water Hawkins Sarah Hawkins or something sure. like that uh getting a lot of buzz okay i went francis mcdermott you did hey yeah okay i thought about her too because i mean she's great in everything she does she is it just because every now and then actress is one of those categories where there's either like a clear winner and you know going in yeah there's two that are between but there's one that's slowly edging ahead yeah or there's like three that it could be but then there's years where it's like you know you've got this these movies that are killing and everything but like then a rando person wins for best actor or best actress. And it's yeah. just like, that's kind of what I'm going with. Cause I, I, Tanya was nominated for like two things. And one of them was her playing Tanya Harding. For, so I was just like, I don't know. Yeah. It could be, it it's could an interesting be. story. It'd be a tough role to play. Who knows? Yeah. So no, I don't, with, I don't feel bad about yeah. like, don't feel bad about that pick at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like this is very open. Yeah. I, like Saoirse Ronan has been nominated for how many Oscars now she's in it again. Yeah. Could Lady Bird, like, could she win it for Lady Bird? Yeah. And let's not discount the fact that Meryl Streep is once again nominated. She's lurking. Right. There's a Meryl Streep of sighting. Like, yeah. Like, she could win. So. Because it's Meryl Streep. Exactly. This is not the year where it's like a clear cut for her, but who the hell knows? Yeah. She's just always there because she does great work. Always. There's a reason why she's perpetually nominated is because she's phenomenal. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm not, I'm not, like, this is the year I was just like, it could be anybody. Yeah. I'd be happy with it being anybody. I, I, I feel like you made a good choice. Great. I am. I feel good about mine as well. Cool. And if both of us are wrong, and it's the woman whose name I'm totally blanking on, and I'm sorry for, from The Shape of Water, super happy. Sure. Because I think this is her second or third nomination as well. Oh, okay. Because uh, she does a lot of really cool genre work and 
British film and that sort of thing. So okay. she'll, she gets those, you know, the nominations at the Oscars where it's like, movie you've heard of, movie you've heard of, movie you've heard of, small British film that's actually amazing but nobody's seen. Right, She yeah. gets those a lot. Gotcha. That are, makes sense. Are you finally looking up the name for me? Sally Hawkins. Hey, I got, I was close. I said Sarah? I think so, yeah. Yeah, but I got Hawkins. Yeah. So, S. Hawkins. There you go. <laughs> close. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, she's one of those people that I, I recognize, but I'm just like, oh, I don't, I don't know you a lot, so. But she just vanishes into what she's playing. Yeah. And she's so good. Yeah. So she wins. Great. But I just, I don't know. Yeah. All However, right, so we got three more categories left. Yes. Okay. Dave, just check the time, and we're right on weird pace. Yeah. Like, fast pace. Although yeah. our end lore is pretty that's, long. That's so. exactly it. So, but it's also, like, when we're just doing predictions, we can't do that much. So, yeah. this is, as far as our actual podcast part goes, this is the shortest one that we've had in a long time. Yeah, because we're at, we're almost at an hour? Yeah. Weird. And that's because we padded it with Tide Ed Talk? Exactly. <laughs> and Sports Select? <laughs> Ah, the guys from podcast. So you took Gary Oldman for actor, I took Gary right? Oldman yeah, for, I took yeah. Gary Oldman for actor. Yeah. Speak. Again, I went with my heart, but also he's a, he's the clear front runner. Yeah. There could be an upset. Timothy Shamlet from uh, Call Me by Your Name is right. like probably the next up, the one that maybe could upset Gary Oldman. But I feel like it's his time. Yeah, and that's the thing is I think it's his time. This is a role that it kind of makes sense that he would win it for. Because I was talking about yeah. this with a friend yesterday. Gary Oldman is amazing, but he's done stuff like, um, I'm trying to think of uh, some of the roles, like uh, when he was in True Romance, like he played a a, a pimp, and like he plays these weird... Dracula. Dracula, yeah. But like, he's also done some stuff that is really worth having a look at, and he's like Tinker Taylor, Soldier, Soldier Spy, I think he's yeah, in... Yeah, he was George Smiley. For that. Yeah. yeah, so like, he's done some really quality work, but just the the character that he's playing, and like... He looks exactly like Winston Churchill, and and it's it's a Churchill, it's a period piece. It's got huge Oscar-y monologues. Yeah, like it just it feels like it's Gary Oldman's time. I, we I got one for DiCaprio. We we'll yeah. get one for Gary Oldman. Right, exactly. And then somebody else can win. Yeah, and I'm like, okay, now it's so and so's turn. It's like it, it's not necessarily about their turn, but Gary Oldman has paid his dues. Yeah, so it's time. Yeah, yeah. All right. Best director? Uh, I went with Guillermo del Toro. You did, eh? I did. I went with uh, Chris Nolan. It's his first nomination. Uh-huh. Yeah? I feel like that might trend towards what you picked for your best picture does as well. Does tend toward... Oh, well, yes, it does, because I picked Dunkirk. Yeah. Partially because I've seen it, and so it'd be really fun to have a movie that I've seen. But also, like, it was a spectacular movie. That's fair, Like. Yeah. Amidst all the movies that I've seen since we did our 2017 podcast, I still think it's my favorite. I loved that film. I think it's very well done. Fair. There is a lot of reason why it's not just because I've seen it. I think it's just a great film, but it's also in some elite company. Yeah. So. Although that would make it the first ever or the first best picture winner since 1932 to not have an acting nomination in it. Interesting. Yeah. Which kind of makes sense. It I could, mean, and it could happen. Yeah, because it, it is—it's a big ensemble piece, yeah. right? So yeah. it, it it makes sense. That's also what happened in Thirty Two with Grand Hotel. Okay, is it's it's just a huge ensemble piece. It's brilliantly performed, but there's no leads. There's no real yeah. supporting. It's just like, it's Tom Hardy's great. Cillian Murphy's great. Um, uh, Kenneth Branagh's great. They're all phenomenal performances, but none of them. No, nobody was a lead actor. Nobody was the supporting. They were just 
a group yeah. of people making a tremendous, tremendous movie. Yeah. No, I so. like. I feel this is wide open. I feel like there's three or four films that could easily win it with an outside shot at the, a fifth film okay. possibly winning it. And Dunkirk was on my short list okay. out of the nine. Yeah. So? Well, I, so I went with Guillermo del Toro because I think he's it's time to give him his Oscar for making a beautiful showpiece for what he does. Yeah, I and I also, I wouldn't be upset about that. We, we know how much I like his work. Yes, and I like how you've managed to avoid saying his name this mm-hmm. entire time. Guillermo del Toro. See? Cha-cha! <laughs> I just uh, had to screw up my own name at the beginning of the podcast. Yeah, and then there I you go. Then I can get his right. <laughs> now I can get Guillermo. <laughs> uh, so are you going Shape of Water then for... So, I still haven't quite decided yet Okay. on my best picture thing. But I'm going to lay out what I'm thinking okay. so you can just see why I'm torn. Sure. My heart says The Shape of Water because mm-hmm. it's Guillermo del Toro's probably best work. Okay. It's genre, but it's not super genre. It's a sweet love story. It's a beautiful piece that's been worked together, and it's been getting tons of buzz. Well, well and it's del Toro style. Yeah. Right? So you get that... That richness of colors and that, yep, everything that makes his film so beautiful. Which is why I also put him down for production design sure. because yeah. yes. However, three billboards has been winning the Golden Globes, the Baftas, mm-hmm. and it's not a genre film, right? So as much as I want it to be the Shape of Water, and as much as I hope it is the Shape of Water. I think my official pick has to be three billboards outside okay. of Ebbing, Missouri. Okay. Which I would love. I mean, I, I love Dunkirk because I, I I loved the movie, but I am a massive Martin McDonough fan. I wouldn't be upset yeah. at all. Like, I think I'm fine with either. I want to see both. Yeah. Great. But I really want Guillermo to win for this. Sure. The Shape of Water looks so gorgeous. And it's a hor- it's taking a horror trope and turning it into something else. Right. Which is the kind of film that I love. But I just don't know that the Academy is going to give it to a genre film. Yeah. I just, I don't know. Gravity, brilliant, 12 years wins. Mad Max, brilliant, doesn't win. Yeah. <laughs> La La Land takes everything doesn't win best picture so so it's it's very interesting and three billboards has just been winning so much yeah golden globe baftas baftas is the one that knocked me for a loop because i was leaning i'm like okay golden globes they gave it to mark mcdonough cool i get that but let's see what the baftas do Mm -hmm. if that goes to the shape of water maybe i could start trending but it also won there right i'm like okay well okay so my heart wants the shape of water but my head says it's probably going to be through three okay. billboards or Which, it could be Lady Bird or Get Out or Dunkirk. Yeah. Like it, this is so wide open, but I just, I have a feeling that it's one of the two that I was between. Okay. Cause it, it's just and, the lack of acting thing. I just, if your scenario plays out where best director goes to Chris Nolan, I think it's possible. Okay. But Guillermo won the DGAs. And so I'm just like, mm. He's winning the directing award a lot, but not winning film. He's winning director, and film's going to billboards. So I'm like, I'm going to stick with that, because that seems to be the trend. Okay. Interesting. All right. So I look forward to Greta Gerwig winning, and then... uh, (laughs) Right? Yeah. uh, Jimmy Kimmel having a wardrobe malfunction. (laughs) Now, 
that could very well be just because it's Jimmy Kimmel and he just likes to have fun. So he might have a wardrobe malfunction intentionally. Yeah. Considering there was a wardrobe malfunction at the Olympics this yeah. past week. So who's to say? Yeah, you never know. Yeah. Nine out of 24, we guessed the same. Wow. So like a third. You might get more than four this year. Or I might be well <laughs> below average. <laughs> Something's got to give here, and it will be very interesting to see which way that trends. I'm looking forward to it. Me too. It's going to be a good Oscars. Uh, So we're wrapping up now. But just to let you know, this podcast is going to look like it's longer because it's longer. Because every year we do an end lore, end lore being us talking after the music. Yeah. And that end lore is us going through all of the best picture winners to talk about the ones we've seen. Yeah. So... Sit tight. There's more of us talking like idiots after the, after this. Yes. Yeah. Well, I guess that's temporarily it. You, Mr. and Miss Internet, are the lifeblood of our podcast, and we just want to answer your questions or just have a good old chat. Do you want to talk to us on Twitter? I can be found at David Ron. That's Ron with two N's. Sean is at Sean Cord. That's Sean with a U. And we are at Guys from Podcast. You can email us at guysfrompodcast at gmail.com, Facebook us at The Guys From, or, and I'm pretty sure I suggest this every year now, but you should win an Academy Award somehow, even if it's for something like special effects or one of the, like, technical awards that we don't even get into, like in the, the daytime Oscar Awards, I don't know. And in your acceptance speech, after you take your time to thank your partner and your parents, then take that time to ask us a question. If it's on the primetime ones, then we'll see it and have to answer your question, because that's... That's a hell of a platform to ask us a question on. If it's if it's not on the other ones, well, it might be a little harder, but yeah. I love that you called them the daytime Oscars. <laughs> what? Well, they take place earlier in the day, don't they? Or like no, the, they the don't. night before? They take, a, the, they take place the weekend before. Oh. They're called, they are the technical Oscars. Oh, okay. You got the right the Damn first it. time. The daytime <laughs> Emmys are for soaps and like talk shows that should come on during the day. I know what the daytime Emmys are. I was just like... Well, uh, what are daytime movies? <laughs> Rainy day movies? <laughs> the movie for a rained out ball game presents Muppets Go Up Medieval. Get Medieval. If you enjoy us rambling like idiots, tell anyone you can any way you can. And the best thing you can do to help us get the word out there is to leave a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. Or you know what? Share the podcast. Share yeah. it on your social medias. Yeah. The algorithms are changing, and it's getting tougher for small folks like us. Small, homegrown, <laughs> farm-raised. You know what I mean. It's it's tough. So if you can share, we would really appreciate it. We are available pretty much everywhere podcasts are found, including Player FM, Podbean, Stitcher, Pocket Casts, the aforementioned Apple Podcasts, the Blueberry app, you name it, we're probably there. Hey, Dave, is there anything you wanted to plug? I actually want to give a shout-out to Kiera, who seems to be a longtime reader of throwback tracks and possibly other things on the on the website. I'm not entirely sure. But she mentioned, uh, she sent us a message and mentioned that the Grateful Dead lost another member this past week. She felt it important to message us to get us to do a bit of a trip to to the Grateful Dead, and um, so I've heard you loud and clear, Kiera, and uh, there's a little bit of a of a tribute to to the Grateful Dead on this week's Throwback Tracks. So you can you can find that. Thanks for reaching out, Sean. 
on our website, www.theguysfrom.com. Aside from hosting this Totally Don't Use It for Gambling podcast, we also write articles on things like music. That's indie music every day, throwback tracks like Dave just said, movies, The Simpsons, gaming, you name it, we probably write about it. Mm -hmm. And if they were to try and track that down, not for gambling purposes, where would that be? www.theguysfrom.com. Cha-ching. For more pop culture horror goodness, head to at the dark half on Instagram. And also, I say it every time, go see a movie. Go see one of these movies. If you don't like Oscar movies, go watch White Chicks. I don't care. Watch something. Yeah. I don't know how that didn't win an Oscar. Do you remember that? That was the year that Chris Rock hosted. And so he went to interview like a bunch of African-American people at like coming out of the movie theaters, like asking them about Oscar movies. And then he asked each and every one of them about White Chicks, and they all loved it. Like, <laughs> everybody seemed to love White Chicks. And it's just like, oh, okay. Sure. Great. Why not? Special thanks to The Sweets for our wonderful opening music. Check out their website at www.wearethesweets.com. And as usual, special thanks to Kevin McLeod at incompetech.com for our takeout music called Fearless First, as well as today's ad music called Off to Osaka. This has been episode 208 of the Guys From Podcast. Where's our Oscar? Thanks for listening. Once again, I'm Sean. And I'm Dave. I'd like to thank the Academy for... The Guys From Podcast is brought to you by nothing but the Academy. Sweet, sweet Academoy. We'll see you guys in a couple minutes. So, as we said before, what we always tend to do at the end of the Oscars podcast is to talk about all of the best picture winners we have seen. And mm-hmm. there are now 89? Something like Technically that. Technically 90, because there were two in 1927. Okay. <laughs> so, uh... Have you seen either of those ones? Oh, yeah. God damn it. Uh, I also have the one I haven't seen on my PBR as of yesterday. Oh, God damn it! <laughs> Thanks for telling me! I told you to let me know when you uh, wanted stuff for your PBR again. That's fair, but that one... Mm, God damn it. It's the first time I've ever seen it on TCM. <laughs> See, I feel like that's one of the ones where you should have just been like, yo, you should, you should, you should PBR this. Fair. Whatever. Okay. Too late now. I'm sure um, it'll be on again, or I'll keep it on my PBR, and one of the days that you're here, we'll watch it if it's fair. good, and if not, I'll just tell you not to bother. <laughs> well, but... I want to have seen all the best picture movies. It might be on YouTube even at some point, too. That's fair. Anyway. So Dave has elected that he wants to go from 1927 forward. Yeah. Because I've seen more in recent years. There's still a few that I'm just like, no, I haven't seen Million Dollar Baby yet. But I'm getting there. Right. Shannon and I were talking. Sorry, yes. We can finish. Eh, Whatever. This is more of the podcast. (laughs) Shannon and I were talking about it the other day because I was prepping for this and going, oh, I've seen a decent amount since last year. 
but you can't watch only Best Picture winners because a lot of them are not exactly happy. Oh, no. And so it's like I've watched a bunch in the last year, but I'm like, God, if I just watched nothing but Best Picture winners, I'd want to kill myself. There's some fun ones. There are some fun ones. There's some real fun ones. Yeah, it's just like I haven't seen Million Dollar Baby yet because... That's not a fun one. No. Right? Exactly. Far from my favorite as well. It's Yeah. Well, and like I haven't seen Shakespeare in Love yet because I just don't necessarily want to watch Shakespeare in Love. Yeah, but just see it. And that's the thing, right? It's fine. It's yeah. a theatery one too, right? Yeah. So you'll get some kicks so out of seeing it. the it's globe just, and stuff. So it's just like it's not one that's high on my list of priorities. Now the fun thing is I have the list on IMDb, which means my ratings are next to it. Oh. Uh, but that also means that if there's anything you want to know about, you can just ask, and all I have to do is click, and cool. I can I get the log line. Okay. So. Um, for for everybody's knowledge, yep. when we did this a year ago, I had seen 34 of the 80-something. Uh, we did 88. 88. Yeah. And Sean had seen 76. Six. Yeah. So <laughs> I have told Sean that it was my guess that I am up to 40 this year. I think I, think I saw approximately six best picture winners in the last calendar year. That's pretty good. Yeah. So I'm feeling okay about that. So that's, that's my guess as to how many... I'm up to now, so. Okay. I'm close to done. I don't know how close yet, but I'm getting close. I'm aware of this. So, the first year of the Academy Awards was 1927. Okay. There were two things, or two films that kind of won. There was one that was called Best Picture, and then they had another award called Best Artistic Achievement in Film, which kind of sounds like it should have been Best Picture. Yeah. So I don't know if we counted both of them last year or not, which is why we would be up another instead of out of 88, be out of 89 or 90 because this is the 90th. So it'll be 91. I don't know. So we'll just we'll just keep doing what we're doing. Okay. The first one that won best picture is called Wings. And you've seen it? I've seen it. Okay. We're just going to keep going until I say yes. So then there's one called Sunrise. That was the best artistic achievement. That is the one that I PBR'd yesterday. Okay. So you uh, haven't seen it, so we can't. Even, we don't need to worry about checking it off anyway. Right. Great. Okay. Up next is the Broadway Melody from 1929. Okay. You can definitely I, put a I, check I, down I, for I me. I thought you've seen that one. I'm like, yeah, that sounds familiar. <laughs> All Quiet on the Western Front is the next Best Picture winner. Which? How about I just tell you when I haven't seen yeah. one? Yeah. <laughs> now, there's a remake of that movie, right? I believe so. I know I've seen a version of it. I just don't know which version of it I've seen. Well, this, I don't know how to help you with that. I don't. So Was it in black and white? I can't remember. It was in high school. Uh, then I really can't help yeah, you. Yeah, so I'm I'm, I'm going to say no, I haven't, because I'm pretty sure I've probably seen the, the newer one. The one from the 70s that's in color? That would be my guess. So, because I forgot that there was a remake, so I think I, at one point, so I might be 39 now. Because I think I one po- I one point said that I had seen that one, but I'm pretty sure it was the remake. Okay. So I'm not counting that one anymore because I can't say for sure which one it was. Okay. Yeah. Up next is Cimarron. Okay. You've seen it? Yeah. Okay. It's about a newspaper editor who settles in an Oklahoma boomtown with his wife at the end of the 19th century. Interesting. It's okay. It yeah. has not aged as well as some okay. of these other ones. Grand Hotel is next. Yes. Okay. That's the one I was telling you about in the previous thing where it's like there were no actors. Yeah. Blah, blah, yeah. blah. Cavalcade is 33. Okay. Yep. Okay. It's, uh, that's, I watched it yesterday. It's about. First time? Yes. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> I knew this was coming. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, I <laughs> See, had a chance. you were both plowing through a few of these. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
It's about two English families, one upper class, one working class from 1899 through 1933. Oh. It's, it starts off kind of, uh, and I don't know about this, but like midway through, pretty damn good. Cool. I quite liked it. Okay. 34 is It Happened One Night. Mm, yes. Okay. okay. Yep. Uh, one of my favorite movies of the 30s. Brilliant nice. comedy. I think it's actually coming on TCM in the next week or so if you want to check that out, Dave. It Happened One Night? It Happened One Night. Give me a second. It is a Claudette Colbert, Clark Gable, Frank Capra comedy. Oh. It's super fun. Uh, it Happened One Night. Look at that. On Tuesday. There you go. Swish. Yes. Too late to help our listeners, but not late. too late to help <laughs> Dave. All right. Y'all should have followed through on that feature I was writing about them if you wanted this to happen for you. Alright. Um, Mutiny on the Bounty. Hang on. Did we... Damn it. One. So I should have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, I also said Mutiny on the Bounty. I said damn it to Mutiny on the Bounty because it's on my PVR still, but I haven't okay. had it. The Charles Lawton version? Because there's like four different Mutiny oh, on the Bounty. Oh, then I don't know. Charles, The Charles Lawton... Yeah, you just hit no, me down. Yeah, yeah, yeah is the one that won an Oscar. Okay. The Great Ziegfeld, I have not seen. Oh! <laughs> All right. But I believe I am recording it. Oh. So it, it's also coming out soon. It's a three-hour uh, musical biography of right. Florence Ziegfeld Jr., the producer of stage reviews at the turn of the century. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Ziegfeld Follies. Have you ever heard of the Ziegfeld Follies? It sounds familiar, yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's the guy. I feel like I'm going to lose stuff at the back end of my PBR because of this, but I don't even care. Well, probably. Uh, so you haven't seen that one? I have not seen that okay. one, nor have I seen 1937. This is, there's a block here I haven't seen. Okay. The Life of Emile Zola is 37. Oh, okay. I haven't seen that. Uh, you Can't Take It With You, I have on my PBR, I think, so I'll probably get to that. It's a Gene Arthur, James Stewart, Lionel Barrymore. Okay. 1939, Gone with the Wind. Of course <sighs> I've seen I've not that seen that movie yet. I don't know. Are you on the board yet? No. Okay. Rebecca. Yes. Is that a Hitchcock? That is a Hitchcock film. Okay. With Lawrence Olivier. Oh, okay. Hey, Dave, you ready to get on the board? Yes. I've been helping you. I've been trying to help you in the 40s. How Green Was My Valley? Oh, man. Great movie. Great film. Mrs. Miniver. Yes. Uh Uh-huh. I think that was this year, too. It was this year. Oh. Because it's the year I saw it in. Yeah, yeah. And then I was like, Dave, it's on again. Watch this. Yes. Great film. Also about Dunkirk. Yes, it is. On a very different way. Yeah. Yeah. Casablanca. Holy shit. See? That's two that I forgot that I watched this year. So I've seen I've seen more than six. I think your number is going to be pretty good. Yeah. One that I have not seen going my way. Okay. It is a Bing Crosby movie, a musical comedy drama about a, like a priest at a financially failing church in a tough neighborhood to trying to get support and Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, get yourself a tick ready, because the next up is The Lost Weekend, 45. God, yes. Great film. Great film. The Best Years of Our Lives is next. You've seen that one? I have seen that one. I wrote a review for examiner.com for okay. it. Okay. Uh, I have not seen the next one, Gentleman's Agreement, a Gregory Peck movie oh. that I have not seen. Interesting. Hamlet, 48. Yes. Olivier's Hamlet. I- all the King's Men, 49. Yes. Okay. I was like, yeah. Oh, no, that's All the President's Men. <laughs> we'll get there. Yeah. 
All About Eve. Yes. We're in the 50s now. An American in Paris. Yes. Didn't you see that one? Didn't I get that on your PBR? You might have. I just haven't watched it yet. Gotcha. Uh, I have not seen The Greatest Show on Earth, a Jimmy Stewart circus movie. Really? With Charleston Heston. Charleston? Hmm. Yeah, yeah sure. Good enough. Charleston Heston Chew. Mmm. <laughs> Good callback to a Thank different pocket. <laughs> from Here to Eternity, yes. All right. Never seen From Here to Eternity? Not yet. War movie. Oh. Uh, Hawaii 41, Love Triangle. It's like Pearl Harbor, but yeah, better. Great. On the Waterfront. Oh, God damn it. I own that. This is one of those ones I had on my PVR, and I watched like half of it, but I think people were coming and going, so uh, I just... You can grab the DVD on uh, your way out if you want. It'll be that's one that'll be on eventually. Like it's not might actually be on this week. I just didn't bother doing it. Could be, yeah. Marty, yes, weird movie. Okay, but very sweet. It's about a date. Oh, like literally, they just it's about a guy who goes on a first date and all his friends are like, ah, oh, she's a dog. You shouldn't like you shouldn't stay with her. And he's like, but I'm a dog too, and I had a great time. So hmm. screw y'all. Interesting. Uh, Ernest Borgnine won his Oscar for it. Oh, cool. Yeah. Around the World in 80 Days, the David Niven version. Not the Jackie Chan version? Not the Jackie Chan version. Somehow he did not travel through time. The Bridge on the River Kwai. Yeah! Dave hits five. Sean hits 24. 24. Uh, Well, the next one I have not seen. Okay. It's called Gigi. It's a Maurice Chevalier musical comedy. At this point... I've seen all of them. Good God, man. <laughs> so. So this, I mean, you, you were running away with it before, but now it's, I mean. We weren't competing. No. But I just, I am now caught up to 1958. That's impressive. I believe. If Maybe I missed one. We'll see. But okay. I'm pretty sure I'm good. Ben-Hur. Okay. There's no tick on Dave's side. No. Oh, yeah, right. Send Sorry. him pretzels. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because they want to. They don't just want to listen to the fact that I've seen movies. Right. Yeah. Sorry. I'll. I'll <laughs> Generally, you guys know because I'm celebrating. So if I'm not super excited, then yeah, a lot of it because we don't want to take forty minutes doing this as well. Yeah. Uh, the apartment. Ah. Uh-huh. You're welcome. I have seen that one. Okay. <laughs> West Side Story. Holy shit! I am. Mm, I'm gonna be way higher than forty. Good. Yeah. Lawrence of Arabia. <sighs> film i bother you about seeing all the time it's four hours no it's not it's only three and a half (laughs) i've started watching it it's just i think i had to go to work so that's fair yeah well it was probably still on when you got home probably so you it's on you dave yeah tom jones okay do you even know what that is i assume it's about the singer no i know it's not actually about the singer it's a romantic comedy starring uh, albert finney Really? Yeah. Cool. In uh, an adopted bastard in 18th century England. Nice. Yeah, it's All silly. Right. It's very, very 1963. I love Albert Finney. I think you'd enjoy it. Cool. My Fair Lady. Okay. No, I have not seen that. Sound of Music. I have seen that. Yes. A Man for All Seasons. Nope. I think you'd like that one. It's yeah. good. In the Heat of the Night. I haven't, but I, I know I Been should. trying. Yeah. Oliver. Hmm. No, not yet. That seems weird to me. I know. As a a theater person. Yeah. Midnight Cowboy. Yes, I have seen that one. Hey. Dave is at nine, folks. We're getting there. (laughs) We're also into 1970, so Dave's going to start clipping along a little better here. Sean's at 35. (laughs) I wasn't going to mention it, but you did. Patton. Yes, I have seen Patton. 
Booyah. French Connection. Uh, yes, another one that I saw this year. Sweet. Mm-hmm. The Godfather. Yeah, we've both seen that. Well, uh, mm, The Sting. <laughs> <laughs> That's a joke for longtime listeners. Yeah, I love The Sting. Godfather Part 2. Yeah. One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Yeah. You're feeling a little better now. Yeah. This is why we, we go old to young. Right, exactly. Rocky. Uh, yep. Annie Hall. Yes. Finally. I have seen Annie Hall. I'm pretty sure that was this year too, was it yeah, not? It was, yeah. yeah. The Deer Hunter. Yeah, I love that movie. Kramer versus Kramer. Yes. Ordinary People? Uh, not yet. Mm, it's very good. Chariots of Fire. Not yet. We just talked about that we in did. sports movies. Yeah. Gandhi. Not yet. Speaking of four hours. <laughs> Terms of Endearment. Not yet. Yeah, there's a stretch here that... The 80s are killing you. I know. <laughs> it's the 80s. I know. Amadeus. Yes, I have seen that one. There you go. Yeah. Love that movie. Out of Africa. <laughs> I have not. I know the you movie just... I finally fucking watched. Yeah. <laughs> my birth year movie. You liked it though, right? I like, did. I actually really liked more it. More than you thought you were going yeah, to? Yeah, I definitely yeah. did. It was very sweet. That's Streep and Redford? Yes. Okay. Platoon? Yeah. I figured you'd seen Platoon. Mm-hmm. The Last Emperor. I have not seen that one yet. Ah. Uh, the 80s, man. Who, who is the last? What is the last emperor? It's about the last emperor of China and the oh. during the rise of the communists. Okay. Uh, Peter O'Toole's in it, and he's very, very good too. Cool. Um, it's it's very good, but it's also three hours. Yeah, the 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 80s kind of murdered me. Like I've seen more of the 70s than I saw of the 80s, which is well. And I've been helping you with the 40s more. I know. Apparently, <laughs> I need to be getting the 80s movies too. I know you. it's weird. They just seem like they'd be more accessible, but I still don't because I just don't know like. I know that Ordinary People won because I've seen it in the last couple of days as I've been looking at this list, but it's not one that when I see the title, I go, oh yeah, that's Best Picture from 1982. I just... 80, but yes. Yeah. <laughs> 82 is Gandhi. All right. What's 83? Uh, Terms of Endearment. That's my birth year, hey? Okay. You haven't seen it yet? It's fine. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's what I've heard. Rain Man. Yes. Driving Miss Daisy. I have not. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Dances with Two Socks. I haven't. You haven't seen Dances with Wolves? No. I know. What are you at? Uh, 22. Okay, we, we just hit the 90s with yeah. Dances with Two Socks. Yeah. So, oh, that's a, if you haven't seen Dances with Wolves, he calls the wolf Two Socks because it's got two white mm-hmm. feet. That's why I call it Dances with Two Socks. Yeah. It's not a spoiler. It's just it's a joke to something that even Dave doesn't get. I've seen that. Like I've seen bits and pieces of that movie, but it's just like, eh, yeah. Silence of the Lambs. Uh, I'm not familiar with that movie. <laughs> Unforgiven. Yeah. Schindler's List. <clears throat> uh, Dave. No. Yeah, I told you. There's a lot of depressing ones, and I don't want to watch them all at the same time. Marty is not depressing. So what you have to do is you have to watch like Marty and My Fair Lady and then in between Schindler's List. <laughs> okay, deal. Forrest Gump. Yeah. Braveheart. Yep. The English Patient. Yep. Titanic. Yep. Shakespeare in Love. No. We already talked about that one. We did. Yep. American Beauty. Yep. Gladiator. Yep. A Beautiful Mind. Kate? I know there's a few in the in the 2000s that I haven't seen yet. That one surprises me. Yeah, it was everywhere for a long time. Yeah, Chicago. Yep. Return of the King. Yep. Million Dollar Baby. No, I know, but you have yeah. I have yeah. Yeah. 
Crash. Uh, yep. Departed. Yep. No Country for Old Men. Yep. Slumdog Millionaire. Nope. Yeah. Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Forgot to put Sean's and dead. I was like, I haven't seen it, so nobody gets a tech. <laughs> the Hurt Locker. Ah, uh, yep. The King's Speech. Yep. The Artist. Yep. Argo. Yep. 12 Years a Slave. Uh, not in its entirety. How did you manage that? Because it's depressing, and I was like, God, I need to be in a different state of mind to watch this. Gotcha. Yeah. Birdman. Yeah. Spotlight. Yep. And Moonlight. Yep. That's all of them, as of today. 10, 20, 30, 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 42! Hey! Eight movies! Nine, because I took off... um, Mutiny uh, on the Bounty. No, um, All Quiet on the Western Front. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I took took one off, so... I've seen nine Best Picture movies in a calendar year. That's pretty good. Sean is up to 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 30, 40, 40, 50, 50, 50, 50, 50, 50, 50, 50, 50, 50, 50, 50, 50, 50, 50, 50, 50, 50, 50, 50, 50, 50, 50, 50, 50, 50, 50, 50, 50, 50, 50, 50, 50, 50, 50, 50, 50, 50, 50, 50, 50, 50, 50, 50, 50, 50, 50, 50, 50, 50, 50, 50, 50, 50, 50, 50, 50, 50, 50, 50, there's some that are easily accessible for me. I know mean, 12 Years a Slave is on on Netflix. Like, there's a few that are on Netflix. I just, yeah. like I said, I started watching it. was like, oh, God, I am not in the mood to watch this. Oh, no, it's not easy. Yeah, so there are some like that. Like, I've started watching Lawrence of Arabia, but it was three and a half hours. Like, I, I need an afternoon <laughs> you, you, for this. You need a day. Yeah. Yeah. 12 Years a Slave, I need to be in the right state of mind. So, like, I, I'm slowly getting there. I've got a few on here that I am now PBRing. Like, yeah, we're, yeah. we're getting there. My goal... 50 by next year? It's doable. It's very doable, because you have three coming on your PVR already. Yeah. If Possibly four. a fourth if it's the right mutiny on the bounty. Yeah. Um, and then other ones on here that maybe I... That are on there that I just don't know. But then there's also, like... I know I've got Lawrence Arabia on my PVR. Yeah. Um, 12 Years of Slave. So it that is possible. But my goal... Because in the 2000s, the 80s are... I need to get going on the, the 80s. 80s are rough for you yeah. that's weird but like 2016 2015 2014 okay so i need to watch 2013 yeah so that's that's the only one from the 2010s that i haven't seen yet slumdog and million dollar baby and a beautiful mind are the only ones for 2000 okay so yeah. those are five that i could very well see within the next year yeah so that would then have me from that's to 47 that's to 47. Shakespeare in Love. But really, Shakespeare in Love and Schindler's List. Okay, that one's going to be tricky. But if I was able to see like even Shakespeare in Love and Schindler's List, and then then I would be good from 91 onward. If I can, so, I mean, like, that's it's 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 a, it's a, a task. It's doable. But it's doable. Yep. So, okay. 50 by next year, and I would like to have the 2010s and the 2000s done. That's my goal for next year. Nice. Yeah. I'm basically at the point where it's just like, I gonna, if it comes if on, I you'll find be able it, to see I'll it. be yeah. able to see it. And if I don't, well, crap. Yeah. What's your total? Tweet at me probably is the best. Yeah. Or I'd, email us in. Yeah. Let us know what your total is. Or at guys from. Tweet at the guys from. Yeah. 
Because then we we both see that one. Yes. I mean, we both see it because it's Twitter and it's public, but... Yeah, exactly. And I let Dave know when you guys talk to me anyway. Yeah. So... But yeah, let us know what your total is. We'd be very curious. Are you closer to Sean or are you closer to me? Yeah. Or right in the right in between, because Sean's seen 80, I've seen 42. So there's a 40 movie discrepancy. There's a there. gap. Yeah. A bit of a gap. Yeah. But I'm... I will be... It'll be easier for me to close that gap than it is going to be for you to see all those obscure movies i think so it really is yeah interesting well there you go oscars 